This is Winning with Wellness, a podcast about inspiring the wellness warrior in you. If you are feeling lost or alone in your wellness journey, or are looking for new ideas and inspiration, you are in the right place. A place you can learn about all things wellness in business, life, and living. Your host, Jenny Rice, will be bringing you inspiring stories and practical tools to improve your overall wellness, personally and professionally. Imagine what living a life of wellness would be like. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to another episode of Winning with Wellness. I am pumped to have Connie Whitman here. We are going to change the table today and we're going to talk about wellness in business. Welcome, Connie. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I, I uh, I'm going to share a little bit about you and read your biography, and then we're going to dig into a juicy conversation. Totally. All right. So Connie Whitman is known for her high energy, passionate, heart-centered, and enthusiastic approach to sales, teaching, and coaching. Connie has been the CEO of Whitman and Associates LLC for 20 plus years, helping ambitious business owners, leaders, and sales teams build powerhouse organizations. A three-time best-selling international author of her book, ESP, for those of you that don't know what the ESP stands for, that's Easy Sales Process, Seven Seven Steps to Sales Success, Speaker, Podcast Host, and Influencer. Connie's inspired teaching, transformational tools, and content ensures that business owners and salespeople grow through their revenue streams through enhanced communication skills. Guess what, guys? She's also a podcast host, and I know this because I've been honored to be on her shows. She is thrilled to share inspiring content every um, on her two shows weekly. They're international, the heart-centered sales leader, as well as enlightening of change, or sorry, enlightenment of change. So Connie, welcome aboard. Thank you, Jenny. So happy to be here. Yes. And yeah, I'm excited. I was cracking up when you said ESP. When I labeled the book last year, when I published it, I was playing with different titles and I thought, wow, you know, with our clients, we kind of have to have a little bit of ESP. Just mine is easier than the regular, you know, extra sensory perception. Mine is the easy sales process. So yeah, that was an intentional play there with the ESP. Well, I love it. I absolutely love it. And you've got such a huge wealth of information. And I know we talked about this and I'm excited for the listeners to We talk about on this podcast about redefining wellness, and we really haven't dug into, we've talked about some finance in the past, we've talked about nutrition, we've talked about mindset, all those kind of things, but we haven't actually talked about how wellness is a big part of our lives in business, because it doesn't matter if we're employed by somebody, we're entrepreneurs, we are a big portion of our lives. It could be too that we manage our homes and that's our full-time job. We're still in business in some capacity. Yeah. So I would love to know how, how what you do relates to wellness for people. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting, Jenny, because if, especially whether you're in business or you work for a company, let's, let's stay focused on that, right? You're selling all the time, whether you're selling your products or services as the business owner or your team, if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a team, 
you're selling so that we can make revenue. So, oh, by the way, we stay in business. The flip side, I have a lot of corporate clients. So if you work for a corporation, you're either part of their sales team again, or, or their customer journey it could be a customer service position and that type of thing, or you're proving your worth to mm. your boss or you know whoever you report to so that they continue to improve your career, right? The trajectory of your career. So really, really selling skills are, everybody should be using them. Now, you, I want to just kind of um, take the, the parents, right? Who's running the household. You're negotiating all the time, right? With your kids, with your spouse, um, you know, selling your idea to your husband about redoing the kitchen or selling the idea to your kids about why they should eat their veggies. Right? Oh, <laughs> so, amen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we think of sales as this thing we do to people. And the reality for me, I think sales is about communication. Mm-hmm. So when I teach and I, I giggle, you know, with my, whether it's a business owner or a corporate client or a girlfriend, right. That would go out for drinks or dinner. We're always communicating with other humans. I don't know about you, but I talk to humans so that we're always, how can I communicate more effectively to get done what I need to get done with this person or persons? And the idea is, is improved communication. So really anybody listening wellness, you need to communicate more effectively. And, and I don't know about you, but I find, and let me take a step back. I find that we take turns talking at each other versus having conversations with each other. So, you know, 39 years ago, when I started my career in sales, I had a regional sales manager and I'm visual when I I take things and I can visualize that helps me. And he stood up there and he said, you know, when you're with your clients, remember you have two ears and one mouth. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. Well, now fast forward, right? I teach sales, right? And teach communication skills. Really, really, we should be listening about 70% of the time. So asking questions that 30% or sharing our idea that 30%. But when you listen that 70%, again, I don't care what your role is. We're learning so much about the other person's perspective, that it's easier for us to step and look at their perspective. So whatever our recommendation, solution, idea, you know, whether we're talking to husbands or wives, we're communicating from a place of understanding. And they think, you heard me. That's exactly what I need. Why didn't we do this sooner? You get that response instead of, "Ah, I don't know, we can't afford it. Ah, I don't know. We don't have the time to do that. You see the difference? I love that. And It really is interesting because communication, as you know, and uh, the audience is probably tuning into just hearing what you're saying, it's so much more than actually speaking. There's so many different levels of communication, nonverbal, mannerisms, pitch, all of those kind of things. But the most vital one, like you just shared, is we need to listen and engage. So if you've got, you know, I know we're going to have people listening that maybe aren't really great listeners, right? They might be listening right now, but going in a conversation, um, I'm, I'm calculating my response before I'm listening to what someone's saying to me, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if we've got somebody joining us right now, especially when it comes to, to communication and listening, what would be some foundational steps to help people dig into becoming 
let's let's switch it not saying communicators but listeners which we know listening is part of the communication puzzle <laughs> yeah and and i just want to comment on and then i'll answer that question yeah. about listening but i i i believe we always have two conversations going the conscious one the words what we're saying right the person look in front of you eye contact all of those things that's the conscious conversation but really really there's which is probably think of an iceberg right we see the the tip, the 10%, Mm -hmm. 90% is happening under the water. Same thing with conversation. That 10% is conscious. There's about 90% of our conversations, which are unconscious. So I'm big into helping people learn how to tap into that unconscious conversation. Because as soon as I could control that and become, move it up to the conscious, almost push the iceberg up, all of a sudden our, our, our lives become more harmonious with everybody we interact with, even the, you know, the sales clerk at a store, right? It just, we, we become, we become more aware of people and it's not about us. And so that's the first thing. When we're in a conversation, I want to answer the listening question that you asked. It's never about you. It's never about me. It's about the person you're speaking to. And they should feel like they're the only person on earth with you right here, right now. That's number one. So how do you do that? So again, two ears, one mouth, keep using that as your benchmark and you'll work your way up to the 70% because it's hard because as people are giving us information that we've heard before, especially if you, you know, you have a position that you're dealing with the same type of client or customer or internally, externally, doesn't matter. They're talking, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it before. So you know what you need? We're going right to the fix instead of really hearing what that person's personal situation is. And this is another thing as you listen uh, to everybody in your life. Again, this is for personal or business use. It doesn't matter. Really, really, you don't have the answer until you fully understand the emotional, the um, hidden agenda that that other person has, the hidden message that that other person has. So notice how much you're talking. And if you feel like I only hear my voice, just literally, I call it the virtual duct tape. Think about putting virtual duct tape over your mouth and, and, and what you need to do. You hear blah, blah, blah. It's me, me, me. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking at this person. And now you've listened to the show and you think, oh, I'm talking too much. Connie said virtual duct tape. What I want you to do is pause, take a little breath and say, you know, I have another question for you. And then present another question that forces you to shut your mouth (laughs) and it forces the other person to answer that question. And hopefully your question is digging a little bit deeper into whatever the conversation is about. Did that just make sense, Jen? Absolutely. What I love about it is it's giving a tactical reminder. I love the duct tape. I mean, I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I'm always going to be like, oh, the duct tape needs to go on. <laughs> visual, I'm visual. You know, because the thing we, we forget, we get so excited sometimes yes. that we need to, and I, I value what you shared. Every single person on our team It doesn't matter who it is, at what level, whether it's our home, whether it's our friendship team, whether it's our family team or our work team, every single person needs to have a voice and they need to be seen, heard, and understood. 
because we all walk in different shoes. And this is such an incredible, vital piece of wellness because when we allow people to be seen, heard, and understood, we honor them. And in turn, we are learning to honor ourselves to make right. sure that we are seen, heard, and understood. Absolutely. And, and you know, the more you give, the more you get. It's the same exact thing. The more you listen the more people tell you, the easier the solution is diagnosed and found, but the easier the what, whatever you're selling or whatever your idea is, again, whether your homework doesn't matter, but the person will receive your idea at an exponentially high level because you heard them at that deepest level. Remember, iceberg. 90% of our conversations are unconscious. So you are logically and, and really thinking about tapping into that, that iceberg underwater, right? That unconscious conversation. And we have control of it. It's like anything else, Jenny. You just have to practice those listening skills. It's another must so to speak, of how we're, we're, we're training our brain to listen versus let me answer, let me answer, I got something. And one other thing I want to comment on, you mentioned teams, and this is so, so important. Pay attention, whether you're at home, in your office, you have a business and you have a team that works for you, virtual assistant, doesn't matter. Pay attention to the ones on your team who are very quiet. Mm -hmm. They will participate by nodding and things like that but they oftentimes won't share their, their idea. And what I have found, because you know, I deal with a lot of corporate clients as well, right? Helping them build a, a sales culture. And when I observe meetings, I think you never asked Jenny what she thought. She was nodding and taking a lot of notes. And the person says, oh, uh, they never talk. And I go, well, I think we should ask them what they think. And as soon as you ask that person, they're a little shy about it. But when they tell you their idea, Typically, 80% of the time, it's innovative. It's something that is, is extremely usable, but they, they haven't been the door. They didn't get the door opened to be heard because they're a little bit shyer of a person. So I'm not shy. I've never been shy, but I'm so aware of that, that when someone is super quiet, like when I train, right, whether it's on Zoom or live and people are quiet and I say at the beginning, so guess what? Everybody, even my quiet people everybody's going to speak. I will never put you on the spot or make you uncomfortable, but I really want to hear what everybody has to say. And this class is a collaboration and we learn from each other. So I set it up at the beginning and then I find who the quiet people are. And then gently I'll say, you know, I know you've been a little quiet today. I'd really like to hear what I see you taking so many notes. I'd really like to hear what you have to say. And if, if they're super uncomfortable, they turn red or whatever. And I'm like, never good or bad, right or wrong. I just want to hear what you're thinking because thinking and feeling is never a wrong thing. It's just, that's how we can build on each other's ideas. So sometimes we have to pull those shyer people out and give them the platform to be heard. And, you know, you share that so beautifully because you can see it in family dynamics. You see it in business and friendships. There's always, there's always those levels, Yes. right? There's always those levels. I mean, I'm just picturing Christmas dinner right now the octaves go up <laughs> like, who's like on the table you, right? <laughs> and i love totally. the you know these ideas and these concepts help actually make your iceberg more buoyant like you say and bringing that surface bringing yes. it higher up into to exposure so if we've got some listeners and i guarantee we do <laughs> 
that are listening and they, we know we can't force people to change. We need to be the example of the change we want to see in our lives and in our workplaces and all that. Yep. So what tips could be step-by-step thoughts, ideas, do you give to the person that's listening right now? That's like, I am never heard. I'm in a room full of bulldozers. How do I change it so that I can be heard? Right. Yeah, uh, this is so important. And um, so I do have the free gift and I'll just tell people about that if it's okay, Jenny, yeah, because please this do, is really do it at the end. Tell us now. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it. It's, it's a communication style assessment. So I want to want to give a little bit of history on this. So I am certified in DISC. A lot of people have heard of Myers-Briggs and DISC, and they've been around for over a century and they're wonderful. The problem, it's not a problem, but my issue with using those tools, they're brilliant, but DISC, you're an ID. If it's Myers-Briggs, you're an EINJ. What do they, after the fact, you're like, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So my, I have a partner um, many years ago, we created our communication style assessment. So the idea is we realize that 20% of the time we're talking to people just like us. So you were saying the loud mouths, right? The bulldozers. But if I'm talking to someone who's just like that, they'll be like, wait, 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 I have something to say now. You need to be quiet, right? We can handle each other. So 20% of the time we're talking to people like us. The problem is 80% of the time or eight out of 10 people were talking to people differently than us. They communicate differently than us. So my five styles, I've labeled them that number one example is I'm a stimulating motivator. Now, are you surprised with that title, Jenny? No. Okay. (laughs) Tremendous energy. So even for everybody listening, you're thinking, oh yeah, stimulating innovator. She's a mover. She's a shaker. She thinks fast. She moves fast. She's all about promoting and supporting and loving everybody around her. Yep. You know what a stimulating motivator is. So what I've done is I've labeled each of the five so that not only do you understand your superpower, right? And easily remember what that is because the title tells you, but it also, and you get a report with that free assessment telling your superpowers, but offering your blind spot. So example for me as a stimulating motivator, a potential blind spot is that I don't listen, that I bulldoze people into doing it my way, because, oh, by the way, my way is the right way because I thought it through because I move so fast wrong. So it's a blind spot. So sometimes our strengths when overused can actually hinder our relationships and hinder what we can actually get done from a productivity standpoint. So that's, that's the difference with my, my model. So I, it's a free gift. You get the two reports, superpowers. Yay. What are those blind spots? And the other piece of the blind spot is you get the report for your highest and lowest score. So for me, my lowest score, for example, example is a precise assessor, just like it sounds a precise assessor, like Albert Einstein was a precise assessor. Wait, let's reiterate that where I'm thinking, put pins in my eyes. Can't we just, can't somebody edit it for me? I don't want to edit it. I wrote it. Thank you very much. So with that said, I will never become a precise assessor. I, my brain does not have the capacity or desire. So what does that mean? I have to listen when precise assessors speak because inevitably I'm probably missing something that they're seeing because they're looking from a whole different vantage point. So that's one thing you'll learn to listen to your least style and you'll figure out in your life who they are. And the other thing is I outsource 
those things that I know I will never do as well as somebody who's really good at that. So you know what to outsource and what you really should be doing in, in your business or your career. So when we think about somebody, let's say you and I have a conversation right now, you're my, you're my boss and you are your personality where you're super excited. You're like, this is the way there is no other way. And we know from a wellness point of view that that person potentially, let's say for myself as example, I'm going through the motions, I'm doing the work, but I'm not super invested because I'm never heard. How do I communicate so that you'll listen to me? It's a great question. And again, this is one of those things you're going to have to practice. And I'm telling you, it's never going to work on your first time out. So just say, okay, epic fail a couple of times, but you have to practice it. The other thing I always say, practice it on someone in your orbit that you trust and love guaranteed, whatever your opposite style is, you crave that because it's not a natural for you. Look at your friends. Most of your friends will be your lowest style because you trust them to go to them because you're just, that's not a natural uh, part of, of your, your dynamic self, right? So you have those people go to them and try it out as if they're your, as, as if they're your boss or whoever that person is. So example would be if a precise assessor was coming to me, they're getting caught in the detail, come on to the next thing. So number one, be super prepared. What I do recommend writing down bullet points, go into your boss's office or whoever it is that you're trying to be heard from and say, listen, I know you have 5 million things you need to get done today. I just need five minutes. And I promise I'm going to put a timer on. I'm only going to take those five minutes. As soon as you say that, I'm like, yeah, what do you need? I'll give you the five minutes. I could give up five minutes. You have to be super prepared. And that's why I said practice on people that can say, you didn't need that too much information. So pick a friend like me and go through it. And I'll be like, too much information. Stop that. Don't need it. Eliminate that. Eliminate. Oh, that was a good point. Add one more piece to that. And they could coach you so that you go in with the pertinent information. Now that now somebody like me, I'm like, holy crap, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. Why don't you run with it? You've been heard right? But you need to get me to shut up and stop moving so that I can stop and listen. But you need to come in and you got five minutes, man, get it out in five minutes. Don't do the, uh, and you know, a million pieces of detail. I don't need the detail. Give me your big thought, how you think it needs to be executed, how it could be done. Five minutes, get out. That's it. In and out. I love that. So meet, meet the person where they're at. Oh my gosh. I say this all the time with, with, a teenage daughter. I'm like, we got to meet her where she's at. You know, you can't force them into your mold. You got to meet them where you're at. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and I just want to flip that Jenny too. Yeah. When I'm talking to, so let's say it's someone like me mm-hmm. and they have a precise assessor as a boss or a client, perhaps if I came in gangbusters like this with a precise assessor within five minutes, I would have lost the sale because they're looking at me like this chick moves too fast, talks too fast. She's loud. I don't want to do business with her. Meanwhile, they never even got to the point to know that my solution is the perfect fit for them. So that's one of those things. It's practice, right? I'm really good. I have... I've been doing this 39 years. So if I have a precise assessor in front of me, literally I slow my breathing. 
right? I don't make severe eye contact, even on Zoom, I'll look away because they're going to be uncomfortable with that. I'm going to provide a lot of analytics for them. Do I want the analytics? I'd rather have pins in my eyes. They need the analytics. So I'm going to come prepared for exactly what they need. And what I love if, if we, you know, for those of us listening, the know our audience and meet them where they're at, right? Know our audience. And it's okay. I think this is about evolving ourselves and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're getting into the back end of our conversation here, but I love that you've given the platform and the awareness that again, this is about redefining our own wellness. It's okay for us to change our style to match somebody else's so that there's synergy. Yes. It doesn't mean we're caving. It doesn't mean we're not standing up for ourselves, but we're meeting people where they're at and we're evolving so that we're showing up as the best communicators as possible. And just a really quick story. So my husband and I were married almost 30 years and we were married about six months. He's the opposite style of me. Remember I said, you crave what you don't have. So he completed me, right? The yin yang, right? The twin flames, all of those things that we, we hear about. And I remember we're married about six months. And because I move so fast, I, at night when I'm tired, I could get a little nasty. That's another blind spot that you have to be aware of. Well, he's like the nicest man that I've ever met on earth 30 years in. And I still feel that way. So we're about six months in. I thought, Jenny, I was like, I don't think I should be married. This poor man. I'm really kind of mean. Right. So I sat six months and I said to him, can we talk? He's like, yeah. And I go, can I teach you a tool? And he's like, sure. And I said, sometimes I feel like I'm a little mean because I'm on to the next thing and you, you hold me back a little bit. And it's frustrating. And I know that's got to be frustrating for you. So back then I was certified in DISC. So I taught him DISC, the DISC model and how we communicate. And I'm an ID and he's an SC for those of you that are DISC. So we're literally opposites. And so now he says to this day, he'll even say, now we use the precise assessor and all that. But sometimes he'll say to me, I see your D. I'd love to see your I. (laughs) And Jenny, I crack up and I go, you are absolutely right. This is really what I wanted to say. And when he's stuck in the weeds, I'm like, dude, I see your SC catch up, like catch up. And he giggles and he goes, okay, what, what should I be doing? Right? So we've communicated this way. This is the thing you have a tool. Now you can either teach someone in your family, but if you're with somebody at work and they, they're not willing to to learn, you can pivot and shift. And all of a sudden they're going to think you're my new best friend because you have a tool now that you can implement to create that harmonious conversation. Well, and what I love, and, and, you know, we'll just bring this full circle here is the key to relationships in all levels of wellness is communication. And yes, we have to work at it. Yes. We have to work at being a good partner in communication. Yes. And they don't teach us that, you know, it's so interesting, these things. So I can't thank you enough for bringing this forward before, before we close out though. Yes. I would love to ask you, is there anything that you wish I had asked you in this interview that you're desperate for our audience to hear or any point you'd like to make? I, I don't think you didn't ask me anything. I think we, I think we really did a nice deep dive on that one aspect, which is important to understand. I really, really encourage people and listen, it's a free assessment, right? Take the free assessment and, and really read the report, really just pay attention. And, and the other thing is the, the other second thing that I really, again, the muscle memory, 
Stop and pay attention in all of your conversations. How much are you talking and how much are you listening? The other thing is if you're the one listening 70% of the time because the other person is blah, 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 blah on you and you're not being heard, really stop and think, how can I assert so that they will listen to me? And, and you do have control of this. Again, my CSA will help with that. So it gives you the tool and practice. And one other thing, Jen, if I could throw this out there, yeah. I'm doing a free workshop. So if everybody takes that CSA that you're sharing, I'm actually going to do during the workshop, a deep dive. And I'm going to handpick a few people whose CSAs I receive and are on the workshop where I'm going to coach them live on how to pivot, how to be heard, how to listen more if you're more like me, right? All of those things. And I'm really going to customize it and do some one-on-one coaching um, during that workshop. So I would love for people to come and play because then you really do get me where I can teach you some, some things that you can actually implement that day immediately. Which is amazing. So just anybody that's interested, I'll make sure that all that's posted in the show notes and Connie's contact information will be in there as well. She is also an incredible member of your holistic earth. So if you can't find her through all those other venues and pathways, just have to go into our directory and search her and she'll pop up and you can find her through that pathway. So Connie, thank you so much for bringing your wisdom of conversation you, to the table and inspiring people to look at communication as a way of being well. Thank you Love so it. much thank for you. being here. A real pleasure, Jenny. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Winning with Wellness. If something you heard today sparked your interest or fired up your curiosity, please head over to Apple Podcasts now. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Your review helps us ignite the wellness warriors in others. Your community is waiting for you. Don't forget to activate your free wellness membership to your holistic earth. You'll find the link in the show notes. It is never too late to redefine your wellness and you don't have to do it alone. One small action can lead to life-changing results. I know because it did for me. And from my heart to yours, thank you for sharing your most valuable asset with me, you.